Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Rocks Pile Podcast, part of Fansided Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Kevin Henry and Noah Yingling. And welcome into the Rocks Pile Rockies Report. I am Noah Yingling, along with my friend and fellow co-expert, Kevin Henry. Kevin, I don't think I have to ask you how well you are doing today because no. <laughs> not a good day for baseball. It's not. And it's not a good day for, you know, I, I got to tell you, you know, uh, and, and our friend Daniel Allen, or Daniel Allen Tuck hit it, hit it square. I went to sit on Twitter. You know, it's, it's about the restaurants that are around. It's about the stadium workers. You know, there's, there's a lot of people that these cancellations of the MLB season is really going to hurt. And while we're at the first two series of the year so far, I will be shocked if it's not more than that. We, you know, I haven't done a rant on the podcast in a long time. Today might be one of those days where uh, just absolutely mind boggling how well, and I, I hate to rag on reporters for this, but I'm going to. Okay, you have owners and MLB people telling you, oh, negotiations are going going great. We're going to get a deal done. Okay, who is this? Uh, who are you getting your information from? The MLB owners and people on the MLB side. They're full of shit. I mean, <laughs> let's call it like we see it. They are full of crap right now. <laughs> yeah. And then... You see, okay, doesn't work out. Could have seen it coming a mile away. In fact, on our last podcast, I was like, eh, if we get before June, uh, that's you're playing with house money essentially at that point. Yeah. Enough. I, I, I made the mistake of getting my hopes up slightly yesterday. And sure enough, let down yeah. yet again. <laughs> Just uh, terrific. Just absolutely yeah. phenomenal. You know, it, and it is something because I think we were all kind of looking at social media, trying to figure out what's going on. You know, I stayed up late last night whenever the, uh, and we're, we're recording this right after Rob Manford has made the announcement about the cancellation of the two opening series of the year. You know, I stayed up late last night thinking, oh, it sounds like things might be coming together and holding out hope. And, and I even went to bed thinking, I think something's actually going to happen. And I, you know, I, and, and I should not have gone down that, that road. I should have just said, we'll wait and see, but I had that hope and it was the first hope I'd had in a long time, man. And, and I think that's what makes today so hard for so many of us baseball fans, not just Rockies fans, but baseball fans is that this is another year that it will not be a normal season. And it's unbelievable that we are at this point. And it's, it's like in finishing in a pennant race or really in, in whatever race. Okay. If you finish in last you're like, eh, okay, I, I kind of saw it coming like with the Rockies. I mean, fans have not been as engaged in recent years because the team stinks simple as that. And 
then you see the years and Rockies really haven't had it in their franchise history, but you see it in, well, they did have it once in 2007 where, okay, we fell short in the world series and which, which team's fan base is usually more pissed off at the end of the year, the team that lost the world series or just missed the playoffs by a game or the fan base that lost 110 games and they were out of the playoffs in April. Yeah. You know, if you're a Seattle Mariners fan right now, you're absolutely upset. You know, your, your, your team was close last year to breaking that long postseason drought. Your team has signed the reigning AL uh, Cy Young winner. You've made some trades. You know, if you're the Houston Astros, you don't know if Carlos Correa is coming back, but you were at least in the world series last year. You know, are you still going to stay on top of the AL West this year? Yeah. And, and there's a lot of questions that, that again, as baseball fans, you know, let's take off the purple here for a minute, but as a baseball fan, you want to know, you know, can the Rangers really get better, you know, or is their pitching going to hold them back outside of John Gray? You know, yes. what's going to happen with Seattle? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, but there, there's all this, these questions that we're just left hanging with and yeah. Those teams that have built for the offseason, those teams that did a lot of work ahead of the lockout, uh, you know, and I will say teams like the Mets, uh, you know, they put a lot of money into this, you know, and all of a sudden their investment, uh, you know, their fans are are just put on hold and it's sad. Yeah. And on the point of the, okay, the um, uh, coming in second place, it, it kind of feels like how it is right now where 24 hours ago, people were like, whoa, we're going to get this done. And now you went to extra innings of game seven of the World Series and you had a rain delay and you let the other team win. Just like what happened in the 2016 World Series, because even today, there being someone that lives in the Cleveland media market, there's still people like I have not watched a game since that 2016 World no. Series no. or after they blew a two nothing lead in the 2017 ALDS and they, they lost three to two and they're like, yeah, I haven't paid attention since then. Yeah. Well, and, and there, you know, there will always be the questions about what would have happened if the Rockies hadn't had the long layoff for the 07 world series. That will always be a question mark, you know, and I, and I think there's a lot of those. And now I think we're looking at, you know, let's say, hypothetically, and this is a huge stretch, but let's say that the MLB and MLBPA get together and that they decide, you know what, we can do something and all that's going to be lost is the first two series of the year. Well, then you're talking about theoretically opening day would be at Coors Field that following Friday against the Dodgers. Yeah. In theory, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I, I have a friend of mine who bought opening day tickets and I, I hate to tell him he's probably going to get a refund on those. Uh, but, but I think that you're looking at what will MLB fans do whenever op- opening day actually happens? Will they be excited or will they be like, eh, we've moved on to something else. And I think that that was a great question that was asked, you know, you and I were talking about this for the podcast ask of Manfred during the press conference, because as you pointed out, this is not the last time that the, you know, this isn't like then the last time yeah. that MLB went through this. There's a lot of things different, a lot of things that we can all be doing besides 
reading about baseball, going to baseball games. There's a lot more competing for attention right now. And I think MLB is going to realize that really quickly whenever they do get things back together and people shrug their shoulders and go, eh. yeah. And that uh, that's the problem with a Manfred and the owners believing it's 1994. And in a way they were right because they were feeding a lot of stuff to the reporters saying, Oh, well, it's going to, it, we're really close and we're, it's a lot of momentum, yada, 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 but it didn't happen. And the problem was that I you and I are included. We bought into it. Yeah. Where absolutely we had seen up until 24 hours ago, it's not going to happen period. And then we bought into the false narrative of, Oh, it's going to, it's close when it's, it's really not that close. And in 1994, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have websites. You didn't have uh, you, you didn't have social media. You, it was just okay. There's this uh, owner's guy who happened to call me off the payphone in the the whatever hotel in whatever city that they're negotiating, and oh, he called me and told me that oh, well, we might have done this. So now I can publish this in my article for the morning for the Dallas morning news or the Denver post or whatever newspaper you had. And there wasn't as much coverage at the time. Now fans can see right through owners BS and they can see right through a lot of these things because they do their own homework. And that's the thing owners in, in general, it's not just the owners, a lot of people in general think, oh, they aren't paying attention. They're stupid. No, there's a lot of people that do their own homework and they can see, oh, oh, okay. The owners couldn't get something done yet. Uh, owners and players couldn't get something done yet. A, it's a lockout. So initiated by the owners. They didn't negotiate for a month and a half. They started the recent negotiations here in the last week and a half. They started them at one o'clock in the afternoon and they'd end within an hour, two, maybe three. And then, oh, we, we, we've been going for three months in theory. Yeah. Now we're going to just lay, quote unquote, lay the pedal to the floor uh, to try to get a deal done. When we realize, oh, we really aren't that close. Well, maybe you could have come closer had you been negotiating for the last three months yeah but you didn't yet it's so catastrophic that the games are being canceled and yet you claim that you care about the fans that's a bunch of bull well and the problem is that you know you and i were before we we did this podcast you and i were sitting there watching rob manfred uh, commissioner of baseball make his announcements and as has been pointed out very much on social media he's up there laughing yeah. He's up there smiling. You know, the semantics that are just behind that, you know, in and of itself, you're right. We didn't have that in 94 or 95, you know, where you could yeah. see live what was going on. You didn't have pictures of him being taken outside of the uh, room where they, they were negotiating and he's practicing his golf swing. He looks right. like he doesn't have a care in the world. He no. does not have a freaking care in the world that baseball is being canceled and it's not just impacting the players. Like you said, it's impacting 
people working the stadiums, concessions. It's con- it's impacting restaurants. Yeah. It's impacting all these different industries. And then you have this guy who's a walking PR disaster, who is the master of malaprop and doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. But the only thing is, it doesn't matter what our opinion is on Commissioner Manfred. All it is is the 30 uh, main owners of each team, and they love him because he'll go out there. They pay him millions of dollars a year to tell him, and they just tell him, tell this bullshit to the people. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, it's it's frustrating, and and I know a lot of you listening to this are share the sentiments that Noah and I both have. We're frustrated. We're tired of the lockout. We want baseball, you know. Uh, and we're going to talk after the break a little bit about. Let's actually talk baseball. Let's talk about some of the minor league stuff. Let's talk about some of the things that are coming that we can look forward to. Uh, whether you're a Rockies fan, whether you're just a baseball fan, it's a sad day, but. We're going to try to find a little bit of a silver lining here uh, after the break here on the Rocks File Rockies Report. And we are back, Kevin Henry, alongside Noah Yingling, co-experts of rockspile.com on the Rocks File Rockies Report. Uh, you know, and Noah, one thing that I tweeted out from the Rocks Pile side is that, you know, the countdown to ML, MILB, Minor League Baseball, opening day. I think that's the thing that now we can really all kind of get around and say, okay, we've got minor league ball. Let's let's see what's going on with those Albuquerque isotopes, the Hartford Yard Goats, the Spokane Indians, Fresno Grizzlies, uh, you know, the, the whole crew. What can we find out? And and I will tell you, I started thumbing through and seeing when opening day was for all those teams and, and what that looked like. And also, I found it very funny. Uh, had him on a few podcasts ago. Uh, Jonathan Bravo, one of the PR people for the Fresno Grizzlies. It was it was during Manfred speaking and they released the press thing saying minor league baseball is not impacted by the lockout people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I will tell you that that's been something I've seen a lot of the MILB teams tweet out has been don't forget about us, you know, and, and I hope that baseball fans will still go out and support, you know, dare I say, in some instances, these kids that are they're that playing the game, you know, and. This is important for that next generation of the Rockies. Yeah, Zach Bean's still going to play. Drew Romo's still going to play. Chris McMahon's still going to pitch. You know, and it's important that these guys get this time now to perfect their skills, to get better, so that when Major League Baseball comes back, yes, they are going to be a part of things to come. And especially for me, since I'm more in the Northeast, I was just looking through Hartford's, um, their schedule. And they are in, and I'm not, as we said, we want to talk, talk positives, but there's so many things at the minor leagues now, since MLB has taken over, it's just like that Hartford, if you didn't know, they play in the double a Northeast Northeast division. Um, so they face Somerset, Portland, New Hampshire, Binghamton and Reading the most Akron, which is a double a team for Cleveland. They play in the double A Northeast Southwest division. Just sounds just aesthetically awful. Yeah. The directions are not good. Yeah. But they are, they are in double A Akron is not that far away from Hartford. I mean, from my house, Hartford is seven, eight hours away. 
they do not play each other in 2022. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's like, huh, that's rather interesting. You're both in the same league, but you're, you're in a different division. So no, we're not. No, we're not going to schedule. That's just terrific. <laughs> it's like it's with AAA. The Albuquerque Isotopes are not in the AAA West. Sorry. They're in the Pacific Coast League. No, I, they're, they're, they're going still, to be, and they always will be. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you and I have talked about this on past podcasts. Every time I'm in Cleveland, it's the Jake. That's just all there is to yeah. it. You know, it's not whatever it is this week's or, you know, uh, but, you know, for those of us who live in Colorado, Northern Colorado is particularly where I am, you know, I've already started looking at the Pioneer League schedule. I can tell you that. I mean, obviously those are not affiliated franchises thanks to MLB's tremendous, tremendous efforts uh, to take apart minor league baseball, yeah. but still a lot of guys are going to be playing. I think about, you know, our dear friends with the Portland pickles, uh, you know, yeah. they're in Portland, Oregon. There's the whole West coast league. I think that there, there's going to be a lot of opportunities to watch baseball, support baseball, but I'm really curious how invested fans can get in these prospects. They should be, but I know it's a lot easier to sit there and say, well, I'm watching Mike Trout or I'm watching Ryan McMahon or, you know, Max Scherzer, whatever it might be. It's a lot easier than saying, well, I'm watching a guy who may play for my team in two or three years. Yeah. And the big word is may. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have we seen with top prospects? I, that's part of the reason why we're doing our draft series on Rock's Pile is okay, this guy was a top, top prospect. He, he can't miss him, yet he didn't get past double A. Or he didn't get past triple A. Or he didn't get past advanced A ball. Sure, it happens. And yeah, sometimes it happens. And then there's sometimes, in retrospect, as we both know with Greg Reynolds, okay, he got to the majors, but would you take Greg Reynolds? or Max Scherzer, or Greg Reynolds and Madison Bumgarner, or name anybody from that draft. The the list goes on and on, exactly. Yeah, and when you look at that draft, Verlander, I I believe, was in that draft, if memory serves, and it's like, yikes. (laughs) Sure. You know, and, and, and that's the thing, is that I think minor league baseball should be supported. I think this next generation of players should be supported. And I know that one of the big things, if you hear, uh, you know, Kyle Freeland, some of the other major league players who have been interviewed during the lockout have talked about that, you know, they're wanting to make sure that this next generation is taken care of. I can tell you that is one thing uh, that Nolan Arenado, uh, whenever he was here with the Rockies, talked about a lot is making sure that this next generation of players, you know, had opportunities. And so, that's why they didn't come to an easy deal today. I get that. But it's also something that I think that we really have to make sure that we are cognizant that these minor league schedules are going to go on. Games are going to be played. And it's an opportunity at least to stay connected to the future of a franchise, whichever franchise you root for. Um, by the way, I have to read this since this was just released after we had started. Um MLBPA statement on the cancellation. Um, Quote, Rob Manfred and MLB's owners have canceled the start of the season. 
Players and fans around the world who love baseball are disgusted, but sadly not surprised. From the beginning of these negotiations, players' objectives have been consistent to promote competition, provide fair compensation for young players, and to uphold the integrity of our market system. Against the backdrop of growing revenues and record profits, we are seeking nothing more than a fair agreement. What Rob Manfred characterized as a, quote, defensive lockout is, in fact, the culmination of a decades-long attempt by owners to break our player fraternity. As in the past, this effort will fail We are united and committed to negotiating a fair deal that will improve the sport for players, fans, and everyone who loves our game. And one thing that with the uh, the entire scope of, okay, owners are saying we lost money. Okay, everybody lost money in 2020. Get over it. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you'll be fine. Especially when in 2019, MLB had an, a record $11 billion in revenue. Yet you have Dick Monfort down there in Jupiter, Florida, crying poor. Well, and, and I think that, you know, that was one misstep that a lot of folks pointed out on social media during Rob Manfred's talk is talking about the last five years and how tough they've been. Like you said, 2020 was not five years ago. It may feel like that in a yeah. lot of respects. But it was not. And MLB has done quite well in the last five years, if you look at it as a whole, rather than, you know, post-pandemic versus pre-pandemic. And the thing with it is and another another malaprop from the malaprop machine um, is, well, donors would do better in the stock market. I, I don't see them rushing to sell their teams and just put in a billion dollars into the stock market or 500 million in the stock market. They've invested money in teams. And then you see like with the news earlier this week, Derek Jeter has left the Miami Marlins as the CEO and he uh, sold his, um, his ownership shares. And that was partially reportedly due to the Marlins not willing to spend any money. Uh, according to Craig Mish of the Miami Tribune, um, or the Miami Herald, I should say, um, he said, yeah, originally the, the uh, Marlins were looking to spend 30, even more million dollars in this offseason, but now the lockout, which they, they didn't make any money in the lockout, which they wouldn't have made any money in the first place because there was no games. Now that money is just poof, gone. Like, sorry, we don't have any money to spend. Nothing to see here. Off you go. No. And that we discussed this last yeah. podcast. We've discussed this before. The Rockies are going to do the same thing. Oh, well, well, we planned on spending all this money. We planned on getting Chris Bryan and Kyle Schwarber and bringing back Trevor Story. And hell, we're going to trade for Nolan Arenado again. And we're going to get the money back from the Cardinals. And we're going to do this and this. And we're going to win the World Series, guys. But no, we, we had a lockout. Sorry, we're out of money. Send everybody yeah. out there that was that's still on the team. Off you go. Try to win the World Series. Well, and, and it will be interesting to see whenever whenever this does end. Because again, speaking of Trevor's story, there's a lot of free agents still out there. Over 300. Now think about that. And think about they're all going to need to find some kind of home 
or some kind of closure, one of the two. So, you know, as Jock Peterson said on Twitter earlier today, it's going to be a frenzy like we've never seen. And it is going to be a mad dash. And if I'm the Colorado Rockies and Nick Castellanos really is the guy that I want, then you know what? There better be a tent outside of his house ready for this thing to be over with and you knocking on his door the very next morning. Not the very next morning. I mean, within 10 minutes of the lockout ends. Absolutely. I mean, hell, if you need to do it before the lockout ends, do it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and you know that there's already been talks going on. You know there's already been, you know, for sure. And and I think that it is going to be such a mad dash, and we're going to see some real curveballs thrown as far as where players go, which teams get who. You know, and again, that's part of, I think, at least for me personally, the frustration is I'm ready to have those questions answered. And, and it's still a to be continued. And I, I could be wrong, but I believe it was Trevor Williams on Twitter, former Mets and Pirates pitcher and Cubs pitcher. Um, and he said over under in the next and, and not. No, it's not going to be the next. But in the first 48 hours um, after the lockout ends over under six and a half trades are made. Wow. Yeah. I mean. Considering, oh, as as we've just discussed, they're, they're making calls and all that. I mean, oh sure, uh, of course they can't admit it; they won't tell you it. But it's we we've we were already naive enough in the last twenty four hours to believe that a deal might happen. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm not falling for it. In they they aren't. A trade doesn't come together in like 20 minutes. There's going to be a trade that's going to be announced right after the lockout ends. And, oh, I have nothing to see here. Again, yeah. oh, don't don't pay attention to this. Just look the other way. Yeah, if, if you're the Oakland A's, are you just sitting there twiddling your thumbs right now going, oh, well, we've yeah. got Chapman, Olsen, you know, uh, who cares? Yeah. We'll, we'll wait. And that, this is another thing where, okay, even the front office people, they're – they're not poor. Uh, they can afford a second phone and they can just conveniently text the burner phone of the of another GM. And then if, if MLB or MLBPA brings up an issue, oh, well, well, how did this deal come together so quickly? Well, it just came together because, as you see, we didn't contact before with our regular phone numbers. But yeah, with, with our burner phones, yeah, we did. But Oh, sure, uh, of course. <laughs> Course. Or with our uh, fake uh, emails or Twitter DMs of followers that there's three followers and the three followers are other burner accounts of uh, MLB GMs. Yep. Oh, nothing is a year. <laughs> you know, and speaking of the A's, I, I just thought about something. You and I haven't talked about this, but, you know, there was this whole, you know, new stadium, everything else going on with the A's, you know, it's really hard to get momentum for keeping a team in a city or having that team move to a city. Cause don't forget they were going to be part of the Las Vegas exhibition that was yeah. coming up yeah. in mid March. Uh, you know, that is now officially wiped off the plate. Yeah. You know, it's going to be really curious to see exactly what that does in the A situation, not only in terms of their lineup, but as far as their stadium, as far as will they stay or will they go? You yeah. know, it, it's it's a it's a bad time if you're an A's person trying to tell people in Oakland here's why you care about us staying. And that's yet another thing. Like 
if you're an A's fan, don't get your hopes up on having a new stadium there in Oakland. Yeah. You've already been let down five times, if not more. And, that, and that's the thing with baseball in general. Now, granted, you could, and it's true, the, the best hitters do not achieve what they hope to do 70% of the time. Sure. It's a game of a lot of, uh, you, you aren't going to succeed a lot. But how many times in the last two, three years, in baseball, have they let fans down? It's, it's a hell of a lot more than they'd like to admit. Oh, <laughs> and of course. Hell of a lot oh. more. Agreed. <sighs> well, yeah. I, I think I, I think all of us just yeah, it's it's almost time to take a deep breath and see what comes next. You know, I I I think you look at, okay, is minor league an option is, you know, what, what can you do? Or do you move on to another sport? Uh, you know, you and I both work at call of the pen, uh, you know, another baseball side on the fan side of network. And there was a gentleman who wrote an article about how he's gotten into formula one racing, you know, and how that this has suddenly become a big thing for him. And I sit there and I think about all the other people that are going to find new favorite sports or try new favorite hobbies or whatever it might be. So <sighs> earliest that the regular season could possibly begin April 7th. We'll see what happens again. I said this last time, June 3rd. Talk to me then. Yep. Well, we'll see if we go over, by then. That's the over under right then. Yeah, I'd love at this point. I would, uh, if you say over is meaning later, I, I, I would not be surprised if it's, surprised if it's later. Yep. Don't. Uh, I, in fact, at this point, I would not be surprised if the MLB season's just canceled. But uh, I, I think that would. I think that would be a death blow on so yeah. many levels. I really do. And, and it would be unfair to base, not just Rockies fans, but to baseball fans to not get to see a season of Scherzer, Wainwright, all Molina, all these guys that are getting older, Pujols even maybe, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or Trout in his prime or, you know, Otani. I mean, name, name the options. So, uh, well, we'll see what happens for the next podcast. <laughs> I know that was a real up, uh, that was a real uplifting one guys, but uh, at the same time, I think it's something that, you know, we're not going to put on the purple pom poms here. We never have, we never will. We're going to tell it to you like it's straight. By the way, I, before we leave, I have to read this tweet from our colleague, Robert Murray. Yes. Ask the player for his reaction to Rob Manford laughing after postponing the start of the regular season. He said, quote, are you talking about the guy who cut 42 minor league teams and called the World Series trophy a hunk of metal? Bam. All you need to know right there. That's all you need to know. Amen, brother. Amen. All right. Well, for my depressed colleague, Noe England, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, depressed Kevin Henry. And we uh, please, please check us out, rockspile.com. We're still putting new content up every day, uh, somehow, some way. Uh, check us out at callwiththepen.com as well. And as always, even in the midst of a lockout and a bummer of a day like this, go Rockies. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.